The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Wisdom Wednesday, which means we will be joined momentarily by the star of the Business of Sports Podcast, the one and only Andrew Brandt. Can't wait for that. It's insane. Insane, I tell you how much stuff there is to get to, even just since last Wednesday when we talked to Andrew. I almost forget all the topics that we have to dive into. I never forget, though, the loyal listeners that go out of their way to help us try to grow the show. Those of you that spread the word via social media will have another winner on Friday. It's the easiest contest ever. I love sending you guys signed pictures, Signed football cards, whatever you want. All we ask is on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or any of them or all of them, you retweet or like or whatever. At Ross Tucker Pod, at Ross Tucker NFL. Really easy, really appreciated, means a lot. We also will have a sponsor confirmation email winner on Friday. Could be DraftKings. Today's episode is presented by DraftKings, America's number one rated sportsbook app. Remember, even if your state's not legal yet, you can still get the app on your phone and put the code Ross in. Although if your state is legal, then you can get that big time bonus. So all of you folks, Indiana, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Colorado, you know who I'm talking to. Uh, Shout out today, our latest patron, Zach Flaherty. He's our latest patron. Might even hear Zach's name later. Let's see if we get to an email or not. Because if you're a patron, you get to ask me an email question. Patreon.com slash RT Media. Zach's the latest guy to come in and join the family. Zach, welcome to the family. We've never had the Slack channel like this before. I mean, it's every single thread. Daddy sodas, food. We're getting in a big debate right now about crackers and chips. It's hilarious. And there's people all over the country, all different points of view. Who knew there were chicken crackers and who knew there were chicken chips? These are both news to me, but evidently they exist. We know Andrew Brandt exists and we know that he is the premier 
sports business guy in the NFL, really all across the landscape, which is why he's got the podcast that proves it, the business of sports. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. All right, Andrew, a lot to get into. Let's start with the big news last night. Joey Bosa, five years, $135 million, $78 million fully guaranteed at signing, $102 million for injury. Man, the, the, the Bosas always seemingly get what they need, Andrew. Yeah, good day, Ross. It seems like teams will find a way. I mean, it's one thing for you and I to talk about these big deals in a quote-unquote normal year. But you know what's dominating the news in the country, let alone sports, let alone the NFL. We're playing through a pandemic. Revenues are going to be down. We're talking about a massive cap drop a year from now. Teams are going to be holding their powder dry, making sure they don't spend too much this year. But the adage is true. When you have premium players, you pay them. It doesn't matter what the cap environment, doesn't matter what the economics uh, we'll have to see the numbers, Ross, as always. But, you know, Miles Garrett set a new standard last week with $25 million a year in new money. This looks like 27 a year. Uh, wow. So, again, we have to see the numbers. We have to see how it shakes out. We have to see if that $100 million guaranteed is real guarantees or injury guarantees only. Um, but you're right. You know, when people get criticized strategies about sitting out and sitting out college, not playing, if you're a superstar, you're going to get paid. And I think all that stuff is kind of secondary. So the Chargers, <laughs> a team that doesn't have fans to begin with and is not going to have fans this year, is spending, spending largely on one guy. You know, I, I tweeted this earlier today, Andrew, at Ross Tucker NFL, but you think about the former player dads like Ed McCaffrey, who had his son Christian, you know, sit out the bowl game, the Sun Bowl, first guy to do that. And then Joey Bosa held out, you know, till right before the season opener, his rookie year, his dad, John, played in the NFL. Nick Bosa had the injury after like three games his last year at Ohio State. He didn't try to come back from that injury. He just went and started getting ready for the NFL. You know, all three times those guys got criticism, but it certainly looks like their dads know the deal. They understand the business and they're looking out for their son's best interests. Yeah, it does. You know, make me feel like, uh, You've seen me, you know, I have sons and, you know, they would never play football, <laughs> but yeah, I'd probably operate similarly. You know, the, uh, the key is best for your sons and sometimes best for your sons is not best for the teams. I mean, this is what people deal with all the time. There's this reality that team first does not always mean best for the individual player. And I think we've seen that. And I guess the bigger question is, are we going to see a trend? Certainly we saw a trend since McCaffrey with bowl games. Uh, are we going to see a trend of players early in their last year of college just sitting out, uh, maybe sitting out altogether? We talked about that before. But again, when you establish yourself at the level that Boza has, 
there's not much that can detract from future paydays like this. You know, it seems like a long time ago, Andrew, but on Friday, uh, the NFL and the NFLPA agreed to a financial agreement um, to be able to figure out a way to have this season. You had been the one first person I heard way ahead of it talking about, hey, there's going to be some financial pain. There's going to be some issues. It seems like, Andrew, that they were able to, you know, figure something out with without getting too far down the line, without messing up schedules, without becoming like baseball, essentially. Yeah, I mean, uh, the one thing we always talk about is deadlines for action, and I never knew what the deadline was exactly for the NFL and NFLPA. But I stand by what I said. I think the NFL was kind of running out the clock to strategically because, you know, we talked for weeks. Why don't they have answers? Why don't they do this? Why don't they tell the players what they know? And I just think they, they knew that it would get done with a deadline. And that deadline was, I guess, last week. And here we are. And we can talk about a couple of the specifics. I just think, I mean, listen, let me say this. I've been critical of the NFLPA before. I give them kudos and not not really about the particulars, but for doing a deal this fast. I think that they could be they could have stood up and said what a lot of people say is, hey, there's no force majeure clause. Let's, you know, we have leverage. Let's use it. And they really didn't. And sometimes... I'm critical of them for not getting the best deal possible. And they didn't get the best deal possible here. But I'm not critical because this are these are truly unique times. And to get football going, both sides needed to make a deal. And they did. And baseball never made a deal, as we've talked about. The commissioner imposed a season. And, you know, that's having all kinds of issues right now. But kudos to the union and the league, whatever blowback they got about taking so long, getting this done. And now all we have to worry about, Ross, is playing through a pandemic. <laughs> right? Yeah, no big deal, right? Um, it's been pretty yeah. clear, Andrew, from our conversations and even from your tweets at Andrew Brandt that – I guess I would phrase it, you are highly skeptical that the NFL is going to be able to pull this off. What we've been talking about is threading the needle between testing treatment protocols, uh, quarantining. I am absolutely not criticizing the plan. Uh, and I'm absolutely not criticizing all the doctors that are weighing in on both sides, Tom Mayer for the union and Alan Sills for the league. But I think with baseball, we're seeing in a non-bubbled sport, this is going to be tough. And I guess, I guess maybe I'll, I'll amend that, Ross. If, if these leagues shy away from their mantra, and I've tweeted this a few times, Every league's mantra, and I teach this in sports law, sports business, is competitive balance. That's why we have caps. That's why we have free agency rules. That's why we have a draft. The only reason we have all that is competitive balance, to make teams essentially on the same playing field. 
But we are going to lose that, right? We're already losing it. We're losing it with the Patriots right now with the opt-outs. So if, if we, and we, I mean the league and the union and fans and media, are okay with a non-balanced product this year, maybe they can pull it off. But you know better than I do. What happens, I still don't know the answer to this, if a guard tests positive on Wednesday, do you quarantine the offensive line? Do you quarantine the defensive line? Do you quarantine the quarterback who took, <laughs> who rubbed up against him? I mean, I, I'm still wondering how you do this. And I think everyone is. You mentioned the competitive balance concerns. You've tweeted that a lot. I mean, at this point, we just have to realize that it's not going to be that everybody's playing by the same rules, but that doesn't mean there's going to be really competitive balance. Yeah. And I want to throw something out and I don't want the Patriots conspiracy theorists to come at us, but I want your opinion. Do you think there's more to this than the virus with the Patriots? Because they're having a disproportionate number of players opt out and there may be more. And I sort of go back to, you know, the way Tom Brady's acted the past four months is like he's freed. You know, he's out from under the cloud. Do you think there's anything more to this than the virus with the Patriots? So it's interesting that you say that because when you were saying that, I thought you meant that perhaps there's some type of Bill Belichick strategy going on here. Uh, but that's not what you were hinting at. You were hinting at, you know, players being less than thrilled to be there, correct? Yes, and wanting a little respite from whatever the Patriots is. And I guess I keep referring to Brady, how different a, a off-field guy he is since he left. So my take on that, Andrew is that if you look at – I mean, Marcus Cannon is in his own category because he's a guy that had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. But if you look at Dante Hightower and Patrick Chung and Brandon Bolden and some of these guys, it's not the McCourties, it's not Slater, but these guys have all made a good amount of money. They've all won several rings. And I just think when they weigh the pros and cons – I think they they know, you know, for these guys, Andrew, here's what I think is interesting. This would be the first year in their careers where they don't think that there's a good chance they'll go to the Super Bowl. It's kind of got to be weird, yeah. right? Like if you've played eight years and you've played this whole time and, and every year Super Bowl or bust – And then you got this year where there's some health concerns and you've already won a bunch of rings. You've already won a bunch of money. And it's like, I mean, they they really are playing primarily for the money this year because I think those guys know it's highly, highly unlikely that they'd actually have a chance to win a Super Bowl this year. And I wonder what that's like psychologically for guys that don't know any different. Well, like you said, I think it's, it's, irresponsible of us to generalize here. Everybody's got their own issues. And we see people like Marcus 
Goodwin and Hightower with new babies, I believe. Um, we see Devin Funches, who uh, had a family member experience COVID. You know, everyone's got their own issues. But I guess I want to, again, amplify my tweets because when I've tweeted this past few days, Ross, I get people saying, really, that's not what I understood, which is the voluntary opt-out, which all the players were talking about. It's 150000 and it's phrased by the union and the league as a stipend. I don't know about you, but I've never thought of a stipend as something you got to give back. And you clearly have to give this money back. Your 2020 contract is told, which means it's frozen to begin again in 2021, whereupon you will be required to give back the $150,000 you're getting now. So I think people need to understand that. And I just hope that some of these, any of these players that is completely aware of this, because despite what you're saying about it could be a down year for the Patriots. I mean, all that is true, but you know how, how fleeting these careers are. And what if this year shows that these players are replaceable and they never get a contract next year. They never get paid next year and they're still required to pay back the 150. So these are interesting decisions right now. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, Andrew. My question was going to be, how are they actually going to collect the 150 next year if the guys retire or don't play? I mean, I understand if they play, then they take it out of the money that the guy is supposed to get that next year. I get it. It's like a fine, right? Take it right out of his paycheck. But I, yes, you know, yes. I think it's going to be pretty tough for some of these guys, Andrew. That money's gone. That money, <laughs> that money. Uh, yeah. I mean, what are they going to do? It's going to be like I mentioned this last couple of weeks on the show. It's going to be a Dumb and Dumber. Give him an IOU. Like, yeah, I owe you the hundred fifty grand. I'll, I'll get it to you later, NFL. Absolutely, Ross, because I've been in that position. I was there at the Packers when I gave out salary advances and the guy's gone. Good luck. Right. So I am, am completely firsthand aware of trying to get money back from young people, regardless whether they're football players or not. So that's a problem. Now, you have recognized and others have this is a real potential loophole if someone wants some free money. Right now, undrafted players can't get it, but but bottom of the roster guys who aren't likely to make it this year and certainly aren't likely to make it next year, hundred fifty grand. I mean, let's be real. There's a real loophole here, and there hasn't been any instructions on how to get it back. But you're absolutely right. They they the team, if they want, will come after that money. And it'll be a non-injury grievance against player X for the money he got in 2020 after they cut him in 2021. So, or I'm just talking out loud here. What if teams keep a guy around for a couple of weeks next year, get his money and then cut him? I mean, all these things could come out of this. Last thing, Andrew, uh, got to get your thoughts on the Jamal Adams trade over the weekend. It was a big one. And I was wrong. <laughs> I said the Jets, two years of contract control plus future franchise tags. Great player. Why would they ever trade him? They're not trading him. 
And of course they did. You know me, I'm more of a management guy than a coaching guy. So I'm always looking long-term and I kind of like it for the Jets because they got a ransom and the two number ones, I, I understand Joe Douglas, you can't turn two number ones down. You just can't put aside everything else in the deal. Now we're in the, the Ramsey, the Tunsil, the Khalil Mack category. Uh, so I understand it. You know, then you put yourself in the other side, the coaching. Pete Carroll's got to be thrilled because, you know, you can rationalize it. Our picks are going to be late 20s. We can get this superstar. And But I don't know about you, Ross. I mean, again, I'm you're more in this lane than I am. A safety? You know, Tunsil's a left tackle. Uh, Ramsey's a shutdown corner. Max a premium a pass rusher. But a safety? Seems a little steep. Check him out on the Business of Sports podcast and on Twitter at Andrew Brandt. Andrew, thank you as always for the time. Always a pleasure, Ross. You know what else was a pleasure, Bry? Getting the chance to meet intern Casey over the weekend and filming a series of videos that we are putting up exclusively on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. So a bunch of behind the scenes footage of what my home studio looks like, home office, exercise room, what it's like on the other side of the camera, my equipment. Highly encourage people to check that out, as Brian would say. I highly encourage people to check that out at youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. By the way, not only is there exclusive content being put up there every week, but every new subscriber automatically eligible for a cameo shout-out. Last week, Norm Fazekas got shout-outs for his daughter. Whoever you want me to shout-out, I will do that. All you have to do is subscribe at YouTube.com slash NFL. By the way, shout-out to Kelly Garrigan. Uh, she had my favorite comment so far this week. On YouTube, she said, I always envisioned Brian being bald. I love that. I don't know what that means or why, but that's amazing. I always envisioned Brian being bald. Somebody else commented on your family room or living room, Brian, that is in the background when you're recording. So you got a lot of fans, Brian. People are more interested in you than they are in me. They like the, they, they want to see what you look like, what your background looks like. Well, it's funny because uh, before we were recording the other day, Stefania Bell's like, wow, I really like your background. He did a really nice job. <laughs> nice. All right, let's get to the Tux Takes. Tux Takes. Oh, there is a lot of news to get to. And let's start with some of what you and Andrew already talked about. Let's start right now with the players opting out. Let me be very clear about this, Bry. No one should be critical of these players that are opting out. First of all, you heard from Andrew Brandt earlier in the show that they have to pay the $150,000 salary advance. They have to pay that back, first of all. Secondly, you think these guys wanna make this decision? They're pro football players. Not only are they gonna miss out on the lion's share of their salary, but they don't get any of the benefits for the year, Brian. They don't get the severance, the 401k, 
the annuity, the pension, the health savings account, all of that stuff. Trust me when I tell you that these guys didn't want to opt out based on their personal circumstances. Some of them have pre-existing conditions. Others have family situations. They decided that this was the prudent decision. And I see all these guys on Twitter, I wish I could opt out. I wish I... You can opt out. You, you, you don't have to go to work. You, you have circumstances in your life that you could opt out. Well, I, I wouldn't get paid that. I, I get it. These guys aren't getting paid nearly what they are. I, I just I think it's crazy that people that don't know these players, don't know their situations, don't know their health, pre-existing conditions are criticizing them on social media. Get a grip. Get a reality check would be my recommendation. Right. As far as the players that are most notable, I mean, we mentioned the Patriots, but Eddie Goldman in Chicago, Star Latulale in Buffalo, Michael Pierce in Minnesota, Funches in Green Bay. So it's been a bunch of players. I think it'll be a bunch more. More than I thought it would be, that's for sure. All right, let's talk about the monster contract that Chargers uh, tight end, d- tight end, defensive end Joey Bosa signed. Five years, $135 million, 78 of which is guaranteed at signing, $102 million guaranteed for injury overall. Well, I mean, I think that's the point. I, I talked earlier with Andrew about kudos to their dads and making sure that they're looking out for their son's best interest. But that's a gigantic contract. $78 million fully guaranteed at signing. $27 million a year. That is huge. He's an awesome player. They say he's a great teammate, all of those things. But we're getting to the point now where NFL guys are getting baseball-esque, NBA-esque contracts. Ducks takes. Other news includes 49ers running back Raheem Mostert getting a restructured contract. Vikings head trainer and infection control officer Eric Sugarman testing positive for COVID and a trio of players landing on the commissioner's exempt list. So Mostert, very happy for him. I interviewed him after the NFC Championship game. Epic performance by him. I think he got a little bit of a signing bonus and the money now, which means he's getting that money, unlike the salary for the year, which I guess is up in the air. And then he gets a bunch of incentives. So kudos to him. Eric Sugarman had just had this big feature with Peter King about all the precautions that they're taking in Minnesota. I'd be curious to know how he believes he contracted the virus and tested positive. Uh, there's a bunch of players, by the way, so far that have tested positive, and there will be a bunch more because the veterans just got tested yesterday. So we know a lot of rookies have already tested. Now, have already been tested and we've seen the guys have tested positive there. Now a bunch of veterans got tested. There'll be a lot more positives. I mean, that's just the math on this commissioner's exempt list includes Cody Latimer, who had some rough charges against him this off season, the Washington wide receiver, and then giants cornerback, Deandre Baker Seahawks cornerback, Quentin Dunbar. We've talked about those guys quite a bit this offseason. They've got the armed robbery charges, the bribery charges against them. Sounds like both those guys are going to go ahead and file grievances, to which I guess I would say, good luck, fellas. 
uh, because they've got a lot going against them right now. Shout outs to Pizza Boy Brewing and DynastyFreaks.com. Make sure you check out my boy, Paul Roberts, from my hometown of Reading, Pennsylvania, on today's Even Money podcast. With all of these opt-outs, where should you be placing your NFL bets? And we've got the latest NBA and Major League Baseball bets. That's on today's Even Money podcast. Keep subscribing to this show, please, if you're not already, any of the podcasts or YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL I think I gave shout-outs to Pizza Boy Brewing and DynastyFreaks.com. Maybe I just gave him a free one. Hey, what can I say? I'm in a good mood. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.